I want I want coaches to be successful. I want them to be able to move, and I want to provide a tool for them to do that. Today on the Rising Coaches Podcast, we get the opportunity to speak with a former coach in the NCAA for 15 plus years, Coach Adam Nelson. Adam has had various coaching stops at the University of South Carolina, Boston College, Holy Cross, Northeastern, Newberry, and Suffolk University. Adam is now the current owner and operator of the well-known coaching resource, HoopDirt.com. Please welcome Adam Nelson. Video analysis is expensive, and I'm sure your budget isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from D1, D2, D3, all the way to high school. Their Angles product is similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of their D1 teams and conferences, such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, A-10, or even the NBC, just to name a few, have made the postseason. All this while saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year compared to their old companies. Because let's be honest, who doesn't want to save more money? All you have to do is reach out to at Fulcrum Tech on Twitter or reach out to their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com via email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member or the Rising Coaches podcast. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. I'm Doug Caputo alongside Alan Major, and we are excited to get to speak with someone who has 15-plus years of coaching experience in the NCAA, as well as the man behind the scenes at Hoopter, Adam Nelson. Adam, what's going on? Doug, thank you for having me. Alan, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Definitely uh, fired up to talk with you guys today. Likewise, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. So we'll give you an idea of kind of how it's how it's going to go. Um, first things first, we want to talk about your journey. Uh, ultimately, like I said, you had 15 plus years of coaching experience. So we'll kind of take steps at all of those, just kind of going over, you know, some things that maybe you learned to help just coaches in general. And then, of course, we'll we'll jump into talking a little bit about hoop dirt. And then we'll get to the end of a final segment. We just have three quick hitters uh, cool. just to kind of give everybody a little more information of who you are. But oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, circling back, so your journey, um, and I know you you began your coaching career as a student at the University of South Carolina for two years under yeah. um, Eddie Folger, yeah. Fogler, excuse yeah. me, and then um, I guess just talk about some of those experiences, some of those takeaways that you had at a young age being in that in that role. Yeah, no, you know it's it's been an interesting journey. You know, I, I've been. Well, I'm 49 years old right now. I've been in this game for for 31 years, you know, and, and it was an amazing opportunity to start as a young 18 year old. You know, I got to, to work as a student for Eddie Fogler for two years at the University of South Carolina, then moved on to Boston College for two years and worked for Jim O'Brien as a student. And really, that's kind of what laid my foundation for for really everything I know in this game. That's kind of been my whole life, you know, um, and really just learning as a young guy. Um, learning to do everything in a college basketball program. And, you know, when I was well, I was very lucky to do, you know, to work for two high major college basketball programs from, from 18 to 22 to be involved in that and, and really see everything. And, and it was different back then. You know, you, you, you know, look at these high major staffs now that have 15 support guys and, you know, all these types <laughs> of, you know, had, 
um, you know, three assistants, one of them being the restricted earnings coach, maybe a, a graduate assistant, and then then us, you know, so I was able to thing. And that's kind of where, like I said, where I learned, you know, I was really fortunate uh, at the University of South Carolina. Uh, one of our assistants was Neil Doherty, um, you know, who unfortunately a bunch of years ago passed away. Um, Bill, Coach Doherty really taught me uh, about recruiting, uh, but also um, like to gr how to grind, like how to just work hard. Like we would be in the office at all hours. Back that's back in the old days where you do recruit mailings, but you'd like copy and paste stuff on a copy machine. We didn't have all the <laughs> <laughs> right. like, you know, lines didn't like match up perfectly. He'd tell me do it again. And some of them be like, what are you talking about? It's perfect. But no, like we're gonna get it perfect. And that's kind of like that's the stuff that that taught me like what it takes to be successful in this business. And I, and I, like I said, I was really lucky to be exposed to that at a young age. And that, that's kind of what set me up for, you know, the rest of my, honestly, the rest of my life. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not coaching right now, but I'm still involved obviously with all this. I mean, I talk to more coaches now every day than I did when I was coaching. So like, you know, honestly, like college basketball, I said, I'm 49, 31 of these years, you know, it's been college basketball. So, but really those early years, um, especially at that level is really what kind of laid the foundation. You know, I, I learned everything, you know, at, at those two stops. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Everybody that's been on here, Adam, says that in their own unique way, which is it's great that you touched on that because that's a big part of getting started. Right. Like, you know, you get maybe a little bit more specialized the deeper you get into this business where it's, you know, recruiting and or scouting or things like that. But like, you know, when you're a young hustler, man, like that job description is one word, whatever, you know. And so um, that's great that you said said that because a lot of people that, you know, both follow us and that are members are either currently in that in those shoes. And uh, just getting reminded of that is always healthy. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe I, I kind of forgot to mention as well, like your coaches, and I, I know you touched on it, but coaches at South Carolina as well as Boston College, you had Jim O'Brien and Eddie Fogler. So they were both national coaches of the year um, in one of the two years that you were there with them. So it's just kind of like, I mean, you, I know you hit it on the head, but you had some phenomenal people that you were with. Yeah, no, like I said, I was really lucky, you know, to, to work with those guys. But then the assistants that were around, too, like I said, you know, Coach Doherty was with us at South Carolina. Jeff Lebo was on staff there. You know, then I go to college and, you know, uh, Paul Biancardi was on staff and Coach Biancardi and I are still, you know, good friends yeah. to this day. And, you know, you just kind of – and that that's really, you know, it's about making those connections. And that's kind of what, what you know, and what we can talk about more today, but it's kind of those connections that, that really kind of help you. And, and you know, I, not jumping too far ahead, but that's what got me my first, you know, job as a as a coach. You know, when I left Boston College, I became an assistant coach at Division Three Curry College. But that's just because those guys at BC, you know, Coach Biancardi, uh, Coach Boyages, they knew Pat Scary, and Pat was the the head coach at Curry College. You know, Pat was 26 years old. His first head coaching job just came as an assistant from Stonehill. He was 26. I was 22. They kind of got us together and said, "Hey." you know, told Pat that they should hire, you know, he should hire me. And I was very fortunate that, that he did. And Pat and I are still lifelong friends. And, um, you know, really, you know, I, I talk about being fortunate to learn college basketball at the high major level, those four years between South Carolina and Boston College. But really, the two years that, that Pat and I spent at Curry, that's where you really learn, you know, like as, as a Division three assistant, you talk about now doing everything, like you're literally doing everything. Uh, and that was that was the best. You know, like I said, we ran around New England and recruited every kid in this region. Uh, 
you know, pr practice games, laundry, driving vans. Oh yeah. You name it. You name <laughs> right. it. And, it was <laughs> and it's funny, you know, Pat and I talk sometimes and, and a lot of times, you know, we'll talk about like the, the quote unquote good old days. And it was a grind when we were there, man. I mean, we were young, we weren't making any money. We were working absurd hours, but we say all the time, like, man, I, I, I would, I would kill to go back to those days because you know, those, those, you know, you really have to enjoy the journey in, in this game because it doesn't last forever. But, but you know, you do have to try to enjoy it. And, I, you know, I, like I know myself, you know, it spent two years as a Division three assistant. I don't know that I enjoyed it. We were, you know, I had a goal. Like I was grinding to try to get a better job. I would go back and enjoy it more. It's hard work, but, man, it was a lot of fun. We had great kids, great times. So I would definitely, uh, you know, enjoy, you know, embrace those hard times. It's funny, man. I, the, the, the Division three level, I, I hate it because uh, – and I hate when people kind of draw lines, right, because they say, oh, this level, that level. Like, I, I, I started Cal Lutheran in Division three. That was my first gig. And, like, I, I, I mean, post-game, it was either lunches or stopping a jack-in-the-box, <laughs> fellas. Like, hey, man, it is what it is. But, like, yep. you know, coaching the JVs in the morning, 6 a.m. practice – then the varsity guys, you know, being assistant with the varsity guys in the afternoons and like just I'm still in touch with some of those players. From the, and that was got I mean, that was back in the Stone Ages, you know, for me. <laughs> so like, but that's how much fun it was, man. I, I still have a picture of the first championship we won and it was so organic. It was like right after the game, all the guys are together. There's no like you know, trophy or anything, because we had basically just clenched on our home court. So there's no trophy, no nothing. It was just somebody caught all the guys together. They're still sweating. Some got towels on their shoulders or hanging off each other. It's 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 one of my most prized possessions of just seeing these guys. And and then you see how those guys have had success and moved on. Some are coaching, you know, and so that level, man, I, I'm with you. It was an absolute blast. Yeah, definitely. I'm in the good old days right now that apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it. it yet. Yeah, you don't know yeah. it yet, but you you were you No, you're I mean back. honestly, have yeah. having these conversations with people and, and I know I'm going to walk into our game tonight and I'm going to be thinking of you guys immediately but just because of everything you said and I feel like that's exactly kind of what goes through my head. Um yeah. but kind of you guys were talking about like, "Oh, you you have to do everything." I was running the clock the other day cuz our manager didn't show up and then right after the clock I had to put it down and I had to go run the scout and then immediately go in and run the film. Um, so it's like, and then after this, after this uh, podcast, I got to hop on over and make a, a phone call to order 20 pizzas for tonight, <laughs> so, you know, so, but it's funny because I, I completely get it. Uh, and I, but going back to, I know you touched on your first gig upon graduation. I, you mentioned you got the assistant position at Curry College, then later on promoted to associate head coach. Um <clears throat> For two years. So talk a little bit about like moving up in the ranks there as well as just kind of what else maybe you've learned at Curry. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's it's hard, man. This is a hard business. You know, and this is one of the only only businesses where you'll get you'll get guys to work for free <laughs> and you'll get guys <laughs> to work for free for like, you know, 60 plus hours a week. Uh, you know, so like when I started at Curry, you know, I, I got paid zero for basketball I, I got paid fifteen hundred dollars to be the assistant lacrosse coach don't know anything about lacrosse but i was able to stretch the guys out before practice and then just chill <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I picked up little things. I, I was like a sports information director for a little bit. I did all kinds of little things there, but I was just present. I was around. Like I didn't have anything. I, I subbed for a couple days and I hated it. So I just stopped, you know, and I just went into the office every day and I, and I made them kind of, you know, promote me, you know, so the next, the next year, yeah, I was the associate head coach. I was getting paid a little bit, but those are honestly, those are the things that you have to do in this business. I mean, it's hard. It really is. I mean, it's it really like, I can't think of another, like a, a real world business where you're going to go in and expect it to work for free or like, you know, a, a guy kind of, you know, giving you $5,000 and thinking like, that's really good for you. So now you really got to work hard, you know, like it's, it's, it's hard, but that, I think that's the thing with getting into this business. Like you, you have to be prepared for it. Like it's, it's not easy. It really isn't easy, you know? And even like I said, I mentioned with some of these, you know, bigger staffs these days at the division one level, or like a lot of, a lot of division three teams around here have a full-time assistant. I mean, those full-time assistants still aren't getting paid a lot, you know, like it's still hard to leave, but like you, you just, you know, guys have to understand that going in and, and you know, and, and have a little bit of a plan for it. You know, like, again, as, as you get older, like, man, guys have families and it, it just becomes, it definitely becomes harder and harder. Uh, but yeah, but, but but while you're in it though, like you, you got you got to work hard. You have to, and that's why I said like that's why I got you know kind of had a good experience at Curry because I just I, I, I was there, I was present. You know, you couldn't get rid of me, and and, and really lucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then to coach, coach Coach Cockroach, right? he stomped exactly, him out. Right? He gets right back <laughs> up. This guy just won't leave. <laughs> no, and and that's why you know, I, like I said, I was. I was fortunate, you know, to go from Curry, you know, to get a couple of division one assistant jobs out of there. Um, because, because, you know, I, I was, I was there, I was present and there doesn't mean always in the office. There means like out on the road recruiting and meeting people and all literally all over the place, all over New England. So, um, you know, I, I was able to, to meet so many people, which is why, you know, I was able to parlay that into my first division one assistant job because it was, you know, I got, I got hired as an assistant at, at Holy Cross at, you know, 24 years old. Um, and it's because one of the assistants there, you know, three or four or five years ago, I'd worked camp with and we stayed in touch and they had an assistant that just left and, you know, he, he called me right away. And, um, you know, so that, that's a big part of it. Just kind of like, you know, meeting people, being present, being around grinding. Um, so yeah, so it's all, you know, it, it's, it's interesting stuff. <laughs> no. And then going off of that, as you mentioned, um, Holy Cross and then kind of going into more spots. I mean, I'll cover kind of the next couple just because I know you had a couple more stops uh, before you got your head coaching stint, but you go Holy Cross, Northeastern, um, Becker, as well as Newberry. Uh, just yeah. talk about some things that you learned in those different roles and different responsibilities. Yeah, no, it was, it was the, man. <laughs> so we, we, <laughs> I had some interesting experiences as a division one assistant, you know, Especially, you know, our time at Holy Cross, we weren't we weren't great, but our kids were amazing. Like we had such good kids, and some of these guys, I still I still stay in touch with a lot of them today. Um, you know, when I was at Holy Cross, Jared Curry, who I'd known for a long time, you know, Jared's a Braintree kid, you know, local to me here. That um, I'd known him since you know being at Hoop Mountain. He had played the Bay State games for me, and then played for us at Holy Cross. So just really. Guys like Jared and a lot of those kids were just such good kids at Holy Cross. So that kind of made that experience better. You learned a lot. And then, yeah, I parlayed that into a, a a spot at Northeastern, which wasn't necessarily my choice because our staff got fired at Holy Cross. And that's what happens. You get fired a lot in his business. Um, and ha had an okay experience at, at Northeastern. Um, and it, it was kind of one of those crossroad moments for me at Northeastern. Like, I loved being at the Division One level, and I didn't want to leave it. 
Um, but our head coach at the time, Rudy Keeling, who, who has since passed away, uh, he we, we knew he was going to have like one year left. You know, and I, I wasn't sure at the time, you know, after our season ended, if, if I wanted to kind of stick it out and see what was going to happen. Or I had this opportunity, you know, at 26 years old to be a Division three head coach at Becker College, you know, and, 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 and I, I kind of weighed them both. And I, I remember really clearly having a conversation with, with, with Ken Dempsey and Dempsey was a former assistant at, at Northeastern and he was at maybe UNC Wilmington at the time. And Dempsey and I, you know, known each other for a long time. And Dempsey kind of told me like, hey, stick it out at Northeastern, man. If you take that Division three head job, it's going to be really, really hard for you to get back to this level. And, and, and being a young, kind of naive 26-year-old kid, I, I didn't believe him, you know? And I was like, nah, you know what? That's a good opportunity. I'm going to become a head coach. And, um, you know, that's kind of one of those those kind of career defining decisions that, that, you know, Hey, listen, in the end, I'm really happy with where I am. Every, everything is great, but, but um, yeah, tough, tough, <laughs> tough choice. <laughs> and, that, and that let me, you know, it, it, you know, I, I don't regret it. I mean, I, I took the job at Becker and then, you know, moved on to Newberry and then I was a head coach at Suffolk for 10 years. So I spent 15 years as a division three head coach, um, which, which is nothing wrong with that at all. You know, well, I, that alone, I was going to say that alone is hard, man. Like, like, sometimes yeah. like when you're young, like sometimes a, a great head coaching job is the one you can get. Yeah, no, you're right. That's how I, you feel, you know? I, agree. I agree. I agree hundred percent. And, 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 you know, I, I think at the time I, I loved it. I, I was into it, you know, but there's definitely a difference between, you know, division one college basketball, and division three college basketball. And that, that's not nothing against the players. That That's a, that's about like the, you yeah, know, the resources. Or yeah. And the travel mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like it's just the, different games and you know like i said i spent 15 years as a division three head coach don't regret one, one moment of it loved it you know i have lifelong friends out of it learned a lot you know parlayed it into this you know so mm-hmm. i love it but you know it's just again i think you know kind of maybe listening to advice <laughs> would be a good would be a good suggestion maybe, maybe listening <laughs> that might be a uh yeah yeah <laughs> So I guess the final thing I have until we kind of go over and, and um, head over kind of more talking on hoop dirt, but just some things you learned as a first time head coach. Uh, was there any like bumps in the road that maybe you could share with people that that could help them for the future? Or I should say to help give them advice that maybe they can listen to. It? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think, you know, th- there's a lot. So I, I think, being a first-time head coach, like you, you don't know what you don't know. It, it's hard, man. Like you think because you're an assistant, you can do this. Man, it's different. And Alan, you've been there. You know what it's like being a head coach. It's there. There are so even at the Division three level, there's so much more pressure, and, and you gotta you gotta know everything. And you're you're not prepared. You know, as much as you you think you're gonna be prepared, you're, you're not prepared. But you just kind of gotta draw on on everything that you've learned. Um, and I think to to be honest, like me, the biggest learning curve going from an assistant to a head coach was now dealing with kind of the outside entities, like the athletic director, even like the athletic trainer, sports, yeah, like you're, sports you know, information. Yeah. Fundraising. Yeah, exactly. Fundraising alumni. Like it's, it's just a different, it's a different thing, you know, and, and even more so the division one level, obviously where you're really kind of, you know, out there with, 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 with alumni and fundraising, but at the division three level, it's, it, you know, so much more than just coaching your team. And I think that, I don't know that I was I was prepared for that, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, in hindsight, 
well, you know, I wish I would have been more prepared for that. I think that's what, what young guys have to be prepared for a little bit going in. Like, hey, you know, there's more pressure to win and lose. Like, you know, the, the losses definitely hit harder when you're a head coach because this is your job, man. Like, you, you don't want to get fired. Um, you know, as an assistant, hey, your head coach gets fired. Yeah, it happens. You move on. You get the next one. But as a head coach, you don't you don't want to lose your job. Um, but B, just kind of those external pressures, like you have to be able to manage them. Um, you know, and, 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 and not just manage them, but, but also like understand and embrace, like it is part of the job. Like, and, and to be honest, it's something like, I don't know if I realized as, as a young head coach, like there was something, especially as, as a division three assistant or I'm sorry, division three head coach, like you do have to be present for stuff like moving and orientations and all this stuff and, and kind of all this, especially, you know, athletics usually falls in student development. You've got to do all this other stuff. And I think as a young head coach, I didn't embrace that. And I said, Nope, I'm the basketball coach. I'm not worried about that. And in hindsight, probably hurt a little bit because I probably burned some bridges. So I think as a young head coach, like you got to be, you got to volunteer at commencement. You know, you have to volunteer at, at orientation and move in. Like you just, you have to be there and you have to be around. Um, so I think that was kind of one of the the biggest things I, I learned, you know, from all my stops. And I think Adam, like in your defense and really in every first year head coach's defense, like it's like, and again, I don't have kids, but you know, you've gone through this, Doug, you will, like, they say it's, it's similar to parenthood, right? Like, you can read all the books you want, you can go to all the parenthood seminars you want, you can, you can watch, you know, any TV shows, you know, that you want to get ready, you know, that'll help you think you're ready. But there's nothing like a year one. Yeah. Like, the beauty of year ones is there's never another year one. <laughs> as a coach. But like, there's nothing like that year one, because like in, in every first year head coach's defense, like, I don't know how you can prepare for that other than to just kind of like tell yourself, you know, it's coming. And then if, and I know for me, I, I feel similar to you. Like my first year, I was just like, I just want to coach my team. Just let me like, what time's <laughs> practice, man? Like, I just want to be around my guys. But again, like you said, there's this other stuff. And if I had to go back, what I would probably do, better and i don't think i was bad at it but what i would do better is sit down with each person at the start of the year in all these external roles and say how can i help you do what you do best hmm. because if i kind of create a partnership with each one of those people uh, and say okay athletic training like what's the best single best way both you and i can operate to help our team academics what's the best way you and i and our staff can operate to help our team same thing all the way down the line sports info uh you know key uh, you know fundraising person that's always in your office telling you what you need to do i mean all the way down the line i would probably find a way to like take these little snapshots before the season and say hey what's it look like that i can help you guys do what you do best instead of like I'm waiting you guys to help me. Like, how can I help you guys? Because if, if I can help them do what they're doing and do their best, they're already helping me. I'm going to get the residuals off of that anyway. Um, but I, I get it, man. Like, there's no real, real way to be prepared for that. It just it just comes at you. Um, and so that's why year one, it's just trial by fire. You go through it. And then after that, you're like, okay, this is what it is. This is just part of the job. And you always want to keep those people in your loops too, especially somebody gotcha. gave me the advice. They're like, whenever you become a head coach, bring donuts to the admissions office. And I'm like, 
Okay, that's interesting. And that has been in my head for about like four or five years now. I don't know why. And now I work in, in one of the admissions. So it's kind of like I'd always enjoy some donuts, but um, bring them now. Bring them now. Yeah, but, bring, bring them now. <laughs> now, what we'll do is we'll kind of talk on the different side of things. We'll talk more on hoop dirt. But before we get into the logistics and everything about it, for maybe somebody who isn't aware of what it is, um, can you just kind of give everybody a, just a general idea of what Hoopter is? How how can it benefit people? Yeah, uh, you know, I guess in a nutshell, we, we we've got a website that that has do you ever you know, <laughs> uh, news, rumors, anything you want in the coaching world, anything you want to help you get a job is there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and you know, I mean, it, it it's grown. We try to have, you know, some, some features, some X and, X's and O stuff, but really at the end of the day, our bread and butter is like the, the, the dirt, which is the rumors and the jobs, you know, and that's, you know, if you look at our analytics, like that, that that's what the people, you know, that that's what they're hitting the, the dirt and the jobs. So, um, but you know, you can, you can find it all. And especially, you know, this time of year, it's a little quieter, you know, not a lot going on. We, we do our coach of the week program, which, which, which I enjoy, you know, we, we honor our coaches at, you know, division one, two, three, NAI and junior college levels. We do six, 16 weeks of the coach of the week and, and end it with a, a coach of the year at each level. So that's kind of been pretty cool to see the response. Uh, but really, yeah, if, if you go to hoopdirt.com or hit, hit all our social media, you're going to find whatever you need to know about the college basketball coaching world, who's coming, who's going, what jobs are open. And yeah, that, that, that's what we are. What, what inspired that Adam? Like when you, you know, obviously you had your coaching journey and then you, you know, Everybody goes, gonna, if they don't know it yet, they're going to go through it in terms of transitioning, you know, um, whether they're out of it for a couple of years or get back into it. But like what inspired like the, the, yeah, no. the, the hoop dirt, ex, you know, experience? Yeah. Yeah, so so nothing, you know, it's a, it's a funny story. I've told this story before. I don't know, maybe some of you listeners have heard this, but it, it really it, it came out of a poker game one night. <laughs> <laughs> really? And uh my assistant coach at the time, who, who was a former player of mine, um, you know, he always said like, that's back in the old days when guys would actually like pick up the phone and call people. And he would always say like, you know, I was on the phone all day talking to coaches. Like I knew what was going on, what was going on. And he kind of always had this idea, like kept saying like, coach, we got to put this on a website. We got to put this on a website. So we're honestly sitting around a poker game one night and my brother-in-law was like, and he still is like a, a web guy, web coder, designer. I don't know. It's all above me. And he looked at him. He said, "Hey, Jim, can you create this website? If Coach puts his stuff up there, can you create this website?" And Jim's like, "Yeah, I can do it." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And we started, like we just started this like one blog. And actually, and, and it's funny. We, we were out the other night talking about it, and like we remember like the first day we got like a hundred hits. We're like, "Whoa, hold on!" Like a hundred right. people. Right. What, what are we? <laughs> and then like same thing. Like remember the first day like we hit a thousand. Um, but then, you know, now, you know, like some months we get like 3 million page views and we're like, wow, this is freaking insane. I mean, absolutely insane. And, and we've kind of tried to, we're, we're trying to do a little bit more with, you know, we want people to go to the website, obviously, and that's where our stuff is. But, but our social media has grown too. Then like, if you look at our, like our, our Twitter hits, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, so what kind of started out was like this funny thing over a poker, you know, at a poker game, really, it kind of evolved. Um, and, you know, my last, we, so I think our, we, we launched in like, oh, nine. Um, so my last seven years coaching, I was kind of trying to do this on the side too. Um, and that's kind of when no one really know who, knew who we were and we we're kind of quiet about it. And then, you know, when, when I decided to really kind of focus on this, um, it actually got better. You know, once people, once people figured out who, who I was, um, 
because, you know, like I said, this is all I've done my whole life is be in this business, you know, and, and I think, and I want guys to trust me. Like I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. You know, you know that I don't offer a lot of opinion. I offer facts. I offer what I hear. Uh, you know, th there's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of the rumors, honestly, and I, <laughs> 30, 40% of the stuff I hear, I don't publish anywhere. I just text with guys on the side, you know, um, because it's just an information trading game and I'm not trying to blow up anybody's spot and we'll, we'll have good stuff. And I say a lot, like, I, I don't care if I'm first with something. I just want to be right with it. And uh, I, I don't know. You know it, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's gotten, it's gotten better, you know, since I stopped coaching where I'm able to just kind of, you know, be myself and Hey, you know, come on here with you guys. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's gotten us, I think, a lot more credibility. I think that's my biggest thing is just kind of being credible about what we do. The thing I love about it, man, and again, like, and that's part of what inspired me to to join Rising Coaches, and, and probably Doug feels the same way. But like, you know, if you're not currently in the profession, you know, active on a bench, you know, how can you maybe still be a part of the game, but also it's given back to the profession that's really been good to all of us in, in its own way like that's how i looked at it you know like hey i don't know what, you know we'll see what the future holds but like right now this is really fun for me because the profession's been incredible to me and this is a way if if we say one thing or have one pod that leads somebody to think about something and then they start a conversation or they create a relationship because of what they heard on here that leads them to because they're all everybody's one handshake away from their life changing we all yeah. know it in our own ways yeah. and so if we can kind of inspire and educate and challenge we you know use those three words here all the time like but if it's a way to give back and like what you're doing to me it's incredible because like you you don't have you 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 only get a, a slight percentage maybe of the feedback of how much you're doing for the profession. I mean, there's so many guys that either have benefited from it or are going to benefit from what you're doing. So I, I love it, man. It was one of the things when me and Doug were talking about having you on, like, hey, man, th this guy is like, he's he's helping our game. He's helping our profession. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it's great. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Out of those 60,000 viewers, um, Ex followers or Twitter followers, I'm one of those that I've been. And then, especially, I mean, the funny thing is, like, even it, I always kind of feel, even if you're not looking for a job, I, I always even go on there just to look, just to see what's kind of what the mix up is, what's going around. So sometimes I'm, that's I, the time I, to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah very <laughs> <You know>? true. <laughs> very true. Don't tell your head no, coach but, I said that, but you know, <laughs> I want the guy to come looking for me. You know. <laughs> um. So kind of, and this is just going to be an absolute guess, um, but from the most part, like what do you feel like or anticipate 2024 looking like? So coach changes, do you feel like it's going to be a heavy market and like a light market? Kind of what, what's your guess here? Honestly, you know, I, I look at this a lot. Um, I, I, my gut, you know, being what, I don't know, what are we, December? I, I think yeah, right. we'll be, we're going to be, you know, about where we've been the last couple of years, which, which at the division one level is about 62 changes. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be wild for any reason, but I also don't think it's going to be quiet. I mean, I, I think, you know, 62 is a pretty, pretty fair number. I, mean, I think we've got three open already. I think a fourth is coming. Didn't hear that from me. Um, 
you know, so I think, I think, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see anything wild. Um, but you know, I, I think, you know, as, as these things, as this profession has evolved, you know, especially with, you know, NIL and the portal and all that, I just see for me, at least just seeing the speed in which these things move once we hit March, you know, these, these things are going to open and close so quickly, you know, so different like the old days, you know, someone would get fired after the season. You'd go to the final four ADs would meet with people there and it would take a month. It yeah, would take exactly. a, it'd take a month. Yeah. Exactly. Now, if you go, if you go 10 days, like it's, that's way too long, you know? So I, I think, you know, like I said, you, you were probably going to be in that 62 number. And I'd say most of those will be in that like three week period from you know the, the end of or last week in February till, till mid March. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Um, so I, I think that, and that's the biggest change that I've seen, like, you know, for me, person and again you know we do you know division two division three naia juco and those those kind of stretch out longer um for me and and, and it's a grind for me you know march april may june it's it's a lot like my phone doesn't stop i don't sleep i love it but really like it's turned into the but that three week period is like insane like beyond insane like you, you can almost not keep up with it um you know, so I, I think that's kind of, you know, just kind of looking for insanity those three weeks at the division one level and then everything else kind of, you know, dragging out. But, I, you know, I, I, not, I don't see anything crazy, though, coming up in this offseason. Have you found this, Adam? And I may be answering my own question with this, but like since COVID and the onset of Zooms, has that sped up this process even more just because oh. you can interview four people in a day? Whereas it, it, in, in, in the past, it would took it would be three weeks to interview four people because you're flying guys in. They're in two days. They're out. You know, maybe you could get in four people in two weeks if you're really hustling. But now you can interview four people in, in you know, one or two days because. Of yeah, Zoom. Well, I, and then then you whittle it down from there and decide who you want to bring to campus. Is that has Zoom sped this process up a lot, you think? Oh, oh a thousand percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? So it, it's definitely sped it up at the division one level, but it's really had an impact at the smaller levels too. Um, That's true because, know, like, of, because of that. Exactly. Yeah. So like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the small college job searches I'll post, like division two or three, like I'll, you know, yeah, Zoom round with these 12 guys, boom. You know, they just, you know, so a division three school bang out 12 guys and it actually helps their, it helps their pool because you can go get that guys. Um, so I, I think it's definitely helped expand that. And, and if you look at some of the division three hirings over the last couple of years, there's definitely, you know, guys going from like, you know, New York to Chicago and, um, you know, because, because, of, uh, because of zoom, but it definitely, it definitely speeds up. Like I said, you know, at the final four, that's, that's the old days when they would, you know, you'd be able to spend two days there as an AD and, you know, bring everybody boom, 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 boom. You, know, you don't even need that. You, you, you've interviewed so many guys, but, but again, you know what? Not, not to get into too much how this game has changed, but that's all changed too because of these search firms. You know, before you even get to that Zoom, you know, they've, you know, your search firm already narrowed it down and said, like, these are the 12 guys you're going to Zoom with and boom, boom, boom. So it's, it's so much, of a, so much more of a streamlined process now. It's, it's just so different. It's so different kind of following these searches. I mean, it, it, it's really, it, it's fun for me to see how it's, how it's kind of changed and, 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 and kind of morphed into what it is today. But it's, it's, it's an interesting process now. Yeah. How, how would you suggest, and I hope this question will be beneficial for anybody listening, member, follower, whatever. How would you suggest that guys develop a relationship or at least start the seed planning process with search firms? 
because now that they've, you know, they've really, like you just said, man, they become the middleman in the game now. Um, yeah. And there's, it's probably more of an art form to it, I'm sure. Um, but how would you best suggest guys go about that without, you know, obviously they got to be where their feet are. I mean, you know, you don't want to yeah. be on the phone with trying to, with search firms all day and you're supposed to be putting together transition defense for your own team, <laughs> you know? So like, so there's a, there's a delicate balance there, but yeah. like, you know, how would you best suggest um, that guys go about doing that? Yeah. I, I think it's a hard, it, it's hard, man. And, and I think, you know, a lot of young guys see like search firms and agents. And I get a lot of guys that'll, you know, young guys call me, well, should I have an agent now? It's a oh, whole, hold, hold, hold on. Like you have to get to that certain like top, two percent of like mid to high major assistance before you can even think about like hiring like a a, a real agent you yeah know, and, the, really and the question i would ask is is your team winning or losing well yeah. absolutely <laughs> i would help a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> at the end of the day right an athletic director has to win a press conference no so question bring in a you know a mid-major assistant or high major assistant to coach his team and say well they just came off a seven and 22 year no 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 you know you <laughs> you know that's but, it. But it, like i said it's hard i mean you know you, you got to work it with, with the you know to get into the search firms a little bit um but again that's like for those top top kind of guys you know so i, I think you you got to really build to to get there you know and, and like i said you know a, a lot of a lot of the small college guys hit me like and, you know obviously you know i, I talked to i talked to you know, every good agent out there. I talk to every search firm out there. They won't, but they talk to me. Um, you know, <laughs> I tell a lot of the young guys, like, well, I need an agent. I'm like, hold on. I think for like the, the, the smaller college guys, division three assistants, an agent, man, if, if, if an agent is someone that kind of like helps you with your resume and interview prep, great. That, that's someone that that's great. You know, but like kind of as you climb, that's when you need like, you know, some of the heavy hitters, you know, that will help you with the search firms that will help you with contract negotiations, you know. So it's it's really kind of like this kind of like long ramp up to where you actually need representation and, and getting into the search firms and someone help you, you know, to help you, you know, who's stable you're going to get into, how you're going to do that. Um, but you you got to. Yeah, it's it's a long, slow wind up to get there. Yeah, it's funny you say that. We had uh, Mike Babinski, the Purdue AD, on you know a few weeks back, and he he mentioned that because we wanted to get his perspective, you know, and he kind of got a little the corner of his mouth turned up a little bit when we brought up agents <laughs> because like you know there's probably certain people he just like oh gosh here we go again with this guy you know but we kind of you know came to the conclusion like agents you know they're they're a tool but they're not a solution. And Correct. I think sometimes guys look at agents as a solution right. to my my challenge right. or my issue, as opposed to like, yeah, they're they're a tool along the right. way. They're a tool for the toolbox, but they're not the be all and end all that's gonna, you know, solve all your your challenges. Correct. That's yeah, very well said. You are you're 100 correct. Yeah. And then what what might be like the best way? I guess so. Say somebody goes on they find what it doesn't matter what position they're in currently i guess but say somebody goes on a hoop dirt finds a position what's the best advice that maybe you have for applying for those jobs because i know sometimes it, there's a link on there that'll bring you to where you should apply but then someone also told me um and this is just kind of what i've heard and please shoot this down or whatever you feel but somebody told me once you send the resume over and apply through there 
then go on and send like the head coach or excuse me, the assistants or whoever find their name at that school and send them something separate. Yeah. So if there's any advice that maybe you have kind of from that back end. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's so I think there's a lot to reading the jobs that we put up on hoop dirt. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just kind of reading and saying, Oh, this looks good. Apply, you know? So like the division one jobs that we put up, right? Like, assistant coach, you know, director of operations, all that stuff. Like, man, th those are gone. <laughs> like, don't apply. Yeah. Those are gone. But yeah. Figure, sometimes yeah. by the time that, because sometimes by the time they're posted, they're yeah. posted as a formality. Exactly. By exactly. the school, as opposed to the coach right. actively looking like he's already kind of got his, the choice has either been made or the, or the, the pool's been whittled down as opposed exactly. to by the time you guys get it, it's almost a formality posting. In a way. Exactly. And then so, yeah. so that's why I tell a lot of people like, that's cool. Like you see that, but, but, but figure out who's getting that job because that's going to be where you got to reach out to next, you know? So, so for the division one stuff, like that stuff looks nice. It looks nice on the website. People apply, maybe you get something, who knows, you know? Um, but, but figure out who that person is that's getting it. But, but, but like a big thing for us, the division one stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, especially like the graduate assistant jobs. Sure. Apply for it online, but find out who knows that head coach because GAs, believe it or not, GAs are hard to find. We I have so many division one head coaches reach out to me. Like, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Really? So yeah, go on, go on and apply, but but get to that head coach. I mean, I, I we help so many guys get GA jobs. It's amazing because you know it, it is hard. Um, but but then you know, Doug, back to your point, you know, some of the smaller college jobs, division two assistants, three, whatever, even you know, division two and three head coaches, yeah, do do that application online that they're they they you have to do, but but get to everybody around that person that you can. You know, especially, you know, if, if you're a young guy and there's a division, full-time division three job, man, you know, full-time division three assistant job. Yeah. Apply for it because you have to, but, but find out who that head coach is, find out who you know, that knows him. Do you know him? And ju just hammer away. Um, because, you know, in this business, as you guys know, like guys, know guys. Um, mm -hmm. So very rarely, you know, again, for a division two head coach, is he going to kind of flip through just resumes, you know, from an HR site. But yeah. if he knows you applied, great. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, yeah. Earmark, earmark you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That's oh, right. call me on him. I know he can do this. And, you know, bang. Hey, yeah, yeah, I know Doug's involved with this and he can, he can get me players from this and get, yeah, I want to talk to Doug, you know? So, it, it, you know, if you just kind of see a job on hoop dirt and send an application off, you're not going to get it. You know, it, yeah. it, you're not, you're not, but yeah. You know, you know, we we put that information out there, and, and then you got to kind of take it and, and and do the work on it. Um, you know, like I said, whether it's kind of finding out, well, you're not going to get that, but but who is, and so what's that next move, or really, oh man, this is open. I got to get, I got to get to somebody here. So that that's, you know, that that's how you got to do it. Um, by by again, that's 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 how I would do it. And that's no, that's, that that's great. No, I mean I, that it's important that you said that because again, I, I don't know that everybody knows that answer i'm glad i'm glad that brought, doug brought that up because you know if you just pull up the site and you see these things listed you're like oh all this stuff's open yeah. well right not, right. not really you <laughs> yeah, know right. so you know it, it it may be available you know at the moment but it that doesn't mean it's open because again you know a, a lot of these times things like like you said you know they've got to get posted for x amount of days by a certain institution, you know, for formality purposes. So exactly right. And if someone's yeah. going to pay us to put a job up that's already filled, we're not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, no, heck no. 
not at all. I don't blame you. All right, I'm going to ask a question that Doug and I have been wanting to ask. It's uh, one of the reasons why we brought you on this damn thing to begin with. But the dirt of hoop dirt. Now you can be as as candid or as general as you want. All yep. right. So there, uh, you already got it out for for the for whatever answer you give. <laughs> how, how? And I know you you what you do obviously truly defines the power of relationships because we talk about relationships on this pod all the time, but like, what are your, what have become now that hoop dirt's probably in is as great as it's ever been. How have you, how do you cultivate and, and what have become like your big, your, your main sources of information. And again, you don't have to throw anybody <laughs> under the bus. That's smart right. right there. But I, I told you, you had to figure, like, when you said yes, like, this was coming. But, like, again, be as general or as candid as you want to be. Um, you know, um, yeah, no, it's a good question. I, I think <laughs> the answer, that, Doug, that was his answer. The answer to the question. That was a good, a good question. question. Yeah. yeah. Great question. No, you yeah. know, and I, I tell people all the time, like, I, you know, no one knows who I talk to. No one knows when I talk to them. But but honestly, um, you know, I, I get my information from people. Literally, you know, I have I have probably 20 or 30 people that I'm really close to that, that feed me a lot of stuff. But kind of honestly, like, like, a, like a yeah, I'm like the yeah, you know, but, but a lot of it, a lot of it's like the information trading. Like I'll help someone, you know, with something behind the scenes. That, you know, but then like, I know they owe me something, you know, and I'll get something. But, you know, like I said, part of, part of me now, you know, like I said, the first, you know, eight, nine years, however long it was, you know, people didn't know who I was or whatever. But now that they know me, it's easier for me to even text a guy I don't know. Um, you know, I'll reach out to like, you know, I, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we almost had him. Somebody, ah, somebody. Almost had him. Yeah. Um, you know, like something opened last night. And, you know, I had it really early and I didn't go with it because I, I, I was told not to. But, you know, I was just able to text, a, you know, a random, you know, person on staff who I'd never talked to before somewhere um, and got a text right back. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Because I think people, you know, I'm different. So, man, this thing's changed a little bit with, with Twitter because you got like these nameless Twitter accounts that just tweet like silly stuff with no accountability. And that's cool. They can do their thing. But I know like guys will tell me stuff and they'll say like, hey, you can't mention it, though. Like, cool, man. Like, you know, I won't mention it. Yeah, that's we're also like, hey, but so like that, but and they'll know. Then you know, I've just cultivated a relationship though because they gave me something. I'm gonna hold it, bang, bang, bang. And now, hey, now I've got his cell. He's got mine, and you know, so like that's the biggest thing for me. Like, um, just kind of cultivating, cultivating, building relationships. Um, and especially like me, like I said, I'm older. I'm 49 now. So like the guys that I came up with, a lot of them now are like Division One head coaches, high major assistants. Like that's cool. But now, like, so I'm still trying to, like, get back and, like, guy, like guys that are Doug's age. Like, I, I need their numbers in my phone. Yeah, like, ops guys and, like, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Because right? like, my thing is, you know, especially, like, talk about these these random Twitter accounts, whatever. But they all they talk about is Division One basketball. And they, they put silly names up and blah, blah, blah. Great. Who cares? Yeah, that's fine. Do your thing. But, like, hey, yeah. listen, I want to know, like, I want to know the, the, the Division Three search. I want to know who's getting it. Division Two. I want to know all that stuff, you know. So, like. And I think that's one thing that, that I really make the effort. Like if someone – and my, my number is out there all over the place. Go on the website. My phone number is on there. You know, you can DM me. Anyone can reach me at any time. 
but but it's all the time. There'll be times where I will text a, a high major head coach, and then the very next text is from like a you know volunteer junior college assistant. Well, I'm going to text them back. I'm going to give them the same amount of time because I want to cultivate that relationship. Because hey, listen, that part time junior college assistant may be the head coach at Texas Tech in 15 years. You know, so like to me, yeah. that's the thing. Like I, I don't, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, what, what, what level you are, what your job title is. Like if you, you if you're going to text me and ask me a question, you know, ask for advice or ask about a job or give me something, which I yeah. always appreciate um, <laughs> <laughs> right? that, that respect and, um, and build that relationship. So, yeah. so um, I, I guess the, the long, it's the long answer to your question is <laughs> give me information, but like a lot, like a lot, a lot. A lot. Yeah. No, that, but yeah, you just, we talk about it here all the time, man, just the power of relationships, right? Like, you know, again, if, once you break someone's trust, like that's it. Like, so you yep. just can't afford to do that because now that gets out and now people that you don't even know, don't even want to trust you because of that. So like, it's, it's really precious, you know, that you protect, you know, the, the, your sources uh, for lack of a better phrase. No, no, I appreciate it. And you're right. But, and that's the one thing like you, you will never see on hoop dirt. You'll never see us do like a hot seat. We'll never do like our top 10. Yeah. Know. Oh God. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's, like, that's brutal. You know? Yeah. Right. So like I said, I, I don't offer a ton of opinion. I offer facts and what I hear, you know, like I'm not, you know, and, and, and you know, sometimes now, you know, for like a, a division one search, I'll, I'll give it who I hear, but everybody hears the same guy. Sometimes I'll do odds on it. Cause that's fun, you know, but like the guy, I'll put odds. Like, yeah, I guess that's a little bit of opinion, but like, you know, we're not doing anything to, to jam anybody up. Like I said, I, we, we, we deal, we deal in facts over here and you know, anything that we put out there, my name's behind it. If you got a problem with it, like I said, Hey, my name's call me, email me, text me. I'll get back. Let to me you. know. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm well, I'll discuss it with you. I have no problem. And, and that's again, different. Like that, that's the stuff like on Twitter. Now it's hard to read because some of these random accounts just like put stuff up and like, man, they yep. jam up a lot. And that, you know, I just, I just don't like to see. And, and, and Alan, you said it earlier, like, you know, part, part of our job now is really like kind of protecting this game a little bit. Like we've been in it long and, and kind of being like caretakers for this game. So some of that, that's the stuff that, that, that bothers me a little bit. Um, like, I don't know, like I, I said, I just, you know, we, we want to give, we want to give good information. I want to help coaches in this business. And I, and I think people mistake that about me sometimes. You know, they, oh, 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 you're the dirt king. You're going to get all blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's great. You know, that, that's fun stuff. But but really, like I said, this is all I've done my whole life. Like, I, I want I want coaches to be successful. I want them to be able to move. And I want to provide a tool for them to do that. So. No, oh, love it, man. Love it. Last thing I got is, is and again, this is probably more of an advice thing for, for younger coaches. Um, talk about how important it is to not try to throw yourself and throw your name in the jobs that you're not involved in because you probably run into that a lot like guys that maybe hey man can you drop my name for this but they're not involved in it right like that's not a good that's not a that's not a good game to play it's a hard one that's a really hard one. I, I agree and we do I, I we do have i'll do have a lot of guys that'll reach out and kind of tell me you know they'll, they'll say it a little bit like oh yeah hey uh I saw you published whatever. Yeah, I'm involved too. I know you're not. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. But the, to be honest, it's hard for me because sometimes I have to play that game with the agents a little bit. Where sometimes they, they so, a lot of times, you know, sometimes they don't want their guy's name in. Cool, I got it. But sometimes they want to sneak a name in there, and, and like that's a hard one for me. Where 
you, you gotta you gotta kind of for me kind of balance that game like do i do i try to help out and not but but really yeah man it, it's not a good look to throw your name out there so and again you know so these administrators these ad's that are that are running searches and this and that like if they read so and so is involved and you're not well what happens when that ad is at another job and you really try to get involved with it you know not a good look really not a good look so yeah i think you know if the stuff you're not involved with let it be it's not it's not going to help you for someone just to see your name out there you know, it, it doesn't unless you're, you, you know, you're really involved. And, and on, on the flip side of that, you know, I get a lot of guys that, that are involved in jobs. Um, and like I said, anytime, especially with the small colleges, anytime I put like a search up and like these are the top four, I'll always check with those guys. You want your name up there. And, and some guys will say, well, you'll always see like I'll put, you know, oh, and also, you know, a division three head coach from the Northeast region. You know, like, hey, don't you name? I, I don't want to name me up with your AD. Um, so it definitely kind of works both ways. But, yeah, put, putting your name out there for something you're not involved with probably not a good look all right now let's ask all the name what are all the names of the people that you've worked with in the past no i'm kidding <laughs> we, we want the list we want everybody where all the dirt came from we were being nice before i got nothing no, right right yeah you played in the fifth yeah. <laughs> all right um so what we can do now is we'll, we'll hop to our final segment it's basically three quick hitters um no short quick responses and just really just to kind of more personalized questions um, but then also some there's some advice and there's a basketball advice and just just some life advice as well for people out of these questions. So the first one is how do you relax? You have a stressful day, you know, what's what's your setback? How do you relax? No, you know what? I love to run. I'm a runner. Um, and, and you know what's funny? I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday um, and they said, do you like to run? I said, no, I, I absolutely hate it. I hate, <laughs> I hate being out there running. But like when I get back from a run, it's kind of that feeling of like, okay, cool. Like that reset, like, all right, I'm good, man. Like it, it's good. Um, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I did a half marathon with two of my older sons, you know, had, had like, you know, had a really good time. Like, I don't know, like it, to me, it's like this whole, like you run, you can kind of train for something, you get your mind off something. And that's, to me, that's like that. That's what calms me down. And I'm going to say, I've said a hundred times, I'm 49 years old. Now you get to my age, you got to try to stay healthy too. So it's a way to do that. Yeah. To me, that's like stressful day, bad day. Like don't, don't come home and sulk, put, put the stuff on it. It's, it's snowing in Boston right now. It's, it's you know, 30 degrees outside. I'll, I'll be out there later today. I'll put the hat on the gloves and I'll go, whatever. Take a run. Yeah. Yep. You're not one of those guys to go without the shirt on and in the middle no. of the winter. <laughs> listen, listen, it, it's by, I'll have the hat, the gloves. <laughs> Adam, Adam, you'll get a kick out of this quick story. Uh, I I did the uh, C to 5K, you know, the app, the running app. And and because I, I'm like you, I, I hate running. and But I got to a point where I hated it so much that I said, I'm at least going to do a 5K. Yeah, yeah. And that's not that's nothing compared to the running that you do. But so I, I entered this race on January 1st here in Indianapolis a few years ago, I wake up the day of the race, it's minus six degrees outside. And so it was just one of those, like, be careful what you ask for, buddy, you know, because it was like, but I got a dose of during that, that kind of eight week prep of like what you're talking about, because it's a journey. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a detox. It's a, it's very, running's very personal. It's a very personal thing, so uh, that that's that's a great way. I'm sure with <laughs> when the phones, that's the one time you don't have to be on the phone, which is good. It so is. that's probably I can see why that's you know a great 
release for you. It is. It, it, is. it, it, it definitely. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I said, I don't, I don't enjoy the act of doing it. <laughs> you feel better when you're done. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. All right. Second one. So this year is kind of starting to wrap up here. Um, what's one of the most, we'll say the most important lesson maybe that you learned just this year. I, I mentioned a little bit earlier and like, I've really tried to make an effort this year. Like texting everybody back and treating everybody kind of the same. Um, you know, so, so I know there's guys, so my, my kids are getting a little older, right? Like I had one that just graduated and is looking for a job. And I think that's where it hit me. Like he's out there kind of hustling, trying to find a job. And I know there's in, in the past, maybe some guys that I haven't gotten back to guys that are looking for a job, like, man, that's somebody's kid. Like they're asking me for advice. Like, you know, I, I need to do a better job of, of being, being better and understanding that, you know, if someone's going to take the time to reach out to me about like, you know, a job or job advice to get back to him. Like I said, I, I see it with my 20, 23 year old son, 22 year old son graduated from Boston college, you know, doing some stuff now hasn't found like the perfect job, but he, he, he you know, he, he's grinding trying to find something. And it's amazing that people that like don't respond or don't get back. And like, I get it, but like, I don't want to be that person. Like I said, that's, that's somebody's kid reaching out to me, which, which is always easy for a young person. So I think it's my biggest lesson is watching, you know, learning a lot, you know, from, from watching my kids, grow and how I'd want someone in the world to treat them. So like I said, I mean, I do respond to, to everything almost. Um, but, but being better with the young guys who are really looking for, yeah. You know, and not just the, the whole home advice. Oh, keep grinding, yo, make some connections, blah, blah, blah. But like some like thoughtful, like, yeah. Yeah. No, not just kind of, not just the, the, you know, quick response, like, you know, like, oh, I'm too busy to respond. I'm not too busy to respond to anybody. I mean, I, I'm busy, but this is what I do. I, you know, yeah. so I got a job of, of, you know, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's somebody's kid there. So I, I need to do a better job of that. I always hate it when people say, oh, I'm too busy. Right. You're never too busy. You're never too right. busy. You always, it's just, you don't want a, a lot of time to be able to do that is exactly what it is. Exactly. <clears throat> And then the last one, in your opinion, I know we've covered this a ton. I know you talked on um, in your first couple positions, uh, well, I should say when you were in college at, at South Carolina as well as Boston College, you talked about how some good things that you've learned to help you kind of grow. But in your opinion, what are the best qualities to help you be successful? It could be in basketball. It could just be in general qualities. You know, great, great question. You have to be a people person. You have to wanna. You have to wanna engage and, and and be out there and be yourself and be honest. Like, you know, that's what that's what people want. You know, and especially like getting a job in this business. It's hard, man. Right, but you have to be able to like hustle and make those connections, but make them like genuine connections. Like not just like oh, I'm you know trying to trying to get a job, so I need to know you. Be, be a people like get get to know people like for real. And like I said, some of my, the guys that I came up with are, are, you know, at the highest level of college basketball right now, because, hey, man, like I was able to, you know, be a people person and get out and meet them as a young guy, like, you know, 18 years old, I was working eight, nine, 10 weeks of camp every summer and meeting a ton of people, you know, so I think that's the biggest kind of quality now, like, um, shoot, at, at this level, no matter what level you're, you're at, you know, everyone knows X's and O's, um, you know, you gotta be a, a little bit unique, you know, you gotta, you know, be able to get players, obviously, you know, maybe have some connection somewhere, but you really, you, you need to be a people person. You, you really do. Um, especially, you know, a head coach is going to hire you, you know, you're a representation of him and the program. Um, so you, you really need to be, you know, 
positive and engaging and, you know, like I said, willing to, you know, Doug said it, never too busy, willing to take the time to, to, to make the effort and, and talk to people. And that's, to me, that's, that's, that's the most important, uh, I, know, that's thing I can say. Great stuff. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And then the final question that we really ask everybody that is on this podcast, um, you covered this a ton already and you've gave a ton of advice. So if you have to circle back and use anything, if not, it's up to you, but your top number one, best piece of advice for young rising coaches who are trying to get their foot in the door or just trying to move up in the ranks. And then how can they accomplish that advice? Yeah. Yeah. Again, great question. And we, we did talk a lot, but you know, like legitimately grind, like work hard. Alan said, it'd be a cockroach. Like just, just, <laughs> Can't get rid of you. Be there, but also like it, it's so hard this day and age a little bit because, um, you know, like all the jobs are like there. You can see all the jobs on Hoopter, right? You know, there's a million guys applying, so you have to, you know, again, grind, be personable, but you also have to do something that sets yourself apart. Um, and I think that's that's a challenge for a lot of people. But you got to figure out what that is that that sets you apart, at least to get your foot in the door. You know, whether it's like I said, I used to work, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks of camp in the summer, so I'd meet. I knew I knew everybody. I knew a ton of guys. Maybe maybe you in the summer coach with an AAU program, and you're able to kind of have that little AAU connection that you can bring to a program. Maybe like you're nasty with social media, and you know all that stuff, and that can get your foot in the door as a GA. You know, look at Arkansas. He's got 7,000 GAs. Well, maybe you're one of those guys because you because you have this knack of social media and you can social media, bang, you get in the door, but then you move up the ladder that way. You know, so I think you, you have to be – I don't think it's enough anymore to have just been like a, a good player or, or someone who kind of likes basketball, who, you know, knows X's and O's. Listen, I'll tell you this. As a young coach, if you're 22, that head coach doesn't care if you know X's and O's. Don't care one bit. Not one bit. Um, but what, but, but, you know, are you really good on social media? You know, can you, can you promote the program? Can you go get me three players from this pro from this AAU program? You know, what can you bring me? What can you bring a program? Um, so I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like you got to, you just need that one thing. You need something that, that's going to make you stand out from everybody else. Um, you got to kind of figure out what that is. Yep. That's great. Cool. Well, I mean, that basically wraps it up. Al, do you have any, anything final before we get to the closing remarks? No, man, uh, Adam, again, uh, thank you so much for jumping on. And again, we, we may bring you back uh, postseason and, and uh, you know, just talk about when the, the uh, music starts yeah. a little bit. But uh, but this has been great, man, just sharing your journey and, and you drop nuggets that are so consistent with, you know, what we talk yes. about on this pod. So uh, love it, man. Uh, and again, we uh we got we still got that Celtics game, man. So uh, we're gonna make yes, that happen sir. at some point. Any anytime you're up in Boston, next time you're up in Boston. Actually, I think the uh, uh, Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight games are up here this this. Uh, mm. So wants okay. to come up, uh, find a spot, hit a game, get some beers, yeah. whatever. Wants Celtics or or Red Sox, one or two. Hey, we gotta one catch two. a Red Sox game too, Alan. Definitely. Yeah, no, I yeah, I've I've been to that place once, and I'm hooked. Yeah, it took one trip, and uh, I mean, what a what a park, man! So, but no, but thank you. We'll we'll, we'll have you back on for sure postseason. Appreciate you, brother. I know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. you guys. Are great. It was, it was great talking. It was a lot of fun talking to you. That's why I, I love doing this stuff, man. I'm fired up now after talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Adam. Um, and then everybody, obviously, thanks again for just sharing all your experiences. But that's all your knowledge, and it'll definitely help some people out in the long haul. 
Um, and that does it for another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. Again, Doug Caputo and Alan Major, keep working and keep rising, coaches. Our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball are here to help you take your team's training to the next level this season. Get an exclusive discount on the in-game changing features on select Dr. Dish Rebel Plus, All-Star Plus, and CT Plus shooting machines by mentioning the Rising Coaches podcast or let them know that the Rising Coaches organization had sent you just to get your exclusive discount. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.